Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us enact in prayer what we may already be doing with our literal eyes. This is the 43rd chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. Prayer unites the soul to God, for though the soul, restored through grace, is always like God in nature and substance, yet because of sin on man's part, it is often in a state which is unlike God. Then prayer testifies that the desire of the soul is the desire of God, and it comforts the conscience and fits man to receive grace. And so God teaches us to pray and to trust firmly that we shall obtain what we pray for, because he regards us with love and wishes to make us sharers in his good deed, and therefore he moves us to pray for what it pleases him to do. And for these prayers and for the goodwill that he wishes us to show him, he will reward us and give us an everlasting recompense. And this was shown in these words, if you pray for it. In this statement, God revealed such great pleasure and such delight that it seemed as if he was deeply grateful to us for every good deed that we do, And yet it is he who does them. And because we entreat him very strongly to do everything that pleases him, as if he said, then what could please me more than to be entreated very strongly, truly, and eagerly to do what I wish to do. And thus through prayer, the soul is in accord with God. But when our courteous Lord shows himself to our soul, Through his grace, we have what we long for, and then for a time we are unaware of anything to pray for. Our only aim and our whole strength is set entirely on beholding God, and to me this seems an exalted, imperceptible prayer, for the whole purpose of our prayer is concentrated into the sight and contemplation of him to whom we pray, feeling marvelous joy reverent fear, and such great sweetness and delight in him that at that moment we can only pray as he moves us. And I know very well that the more the soul sees of God, the more it longs for him through his grace. But when we do not see him in this way, then we feel a need to pray for a particular purpose, because we lack something and so as to make ourselves open to Jesus. For when the soul is tormented, troubled, and isolated by distress, then it is time to pray and make oneself pliable and submissive to God. But no kind of prayer can make God bend to the soul, for God's love is always the same. And so I saw that when we see something we need to pray for, Then our good Lord follows us, helping us in our entreaty. And when through his special grace we behold him plainly, seeing no other need, 
then we follow him, and he draws us into him by love. For I saw and felt that his marvelous and abundant goodness fills up all our faculties. And then I saw that his continual operation in all manner of things is done so kindly, so wisely, and so powerfully that it surpasses all our imagining and all that we can believe and think. And then we can do no more than contemplate him, rejoicing with a great and powerful longing to be completely united with him, resting in his dwelling, enjoying his love and delighting in his kindness. And then we shall, with his precious grace, through our own humble and continual prayers, come to him now in this life by many mysterious touches of precious spiritual revelations and feelings apportioned to us as our simplicity can bear it. And this is done and shall be done by the grace of the Holy Ghost until we die in longing for love. And then we shall all enter into our Lord, clearly knowing ourselves and fully possessing God. And we shall all be unendingly held in God, seeing him truly, feeling him fully, hearing him spiritually, smelling him delectably, swallowing him sweetly. And then we shall see God face to face, fully and familiarly. The creature that is made shall see and endlessly contemplate God, who is the maker. For no man can see God like this and continue to live, that is to say, in this mortal life. But when through his special grace, God wishes to show himself here, he strengthens the created being beyond its own nature, and he apportions the showing according to his own purpose, as much as is good for it at that moment. These visions are sparked in the first place by Julian focusing her literal eyes on a literal image of Jesus. She begins by fixing her eyes on the Lord. And here, as she continues through this spiritual journey of visions with God, she comes to a more figural understanding of what her body had already been doing. Julian finds that the purpose of prayer, indeed the purpose of life, is to always become more in alignment and more focused on and with a clearer view of God. As our vision, literally, figuratively, and spiritually, is filled with the character and companionship and the love of God, we come ever more into a state of peace and contentment. We are enabled to be more and more a vessel of God's love, and we are energized and emboldened to be the body of Christ as we move through the world. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.